guys, on this episode we have Chris Gromowski from Viper Industrial. Viper strategically designs garage chairs to help eliminate pain points found in everyday common chairs. Chris and I talk about how Viper's leadership team brought him in to improve both employee health and wellness and eventually carry that on into their products. Without further ado, enjoy the show. Hey guys, welcome to Manufacturing Unscripted. I'm your host, Matt Rawl. Today I'm joined with Chris Gromowski from Viper. Hey Chris, how you doing? Pretty good, pretty good. Well, what's yourself? Oh, I'm doing great. I'm, I'm excited to have you on the show. Um, you know, we we met at IMTS kind of by chance. Um, mm-hmm. I talked with one of your colleagues and then he must have bumped into you and then introduced us. Um, and just that five-minute conversation, I knew I wanted you on the show. So um, I think you have a lot of interesting stuff to say. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of how we met. And, and I guess I kind of want to start, um, you know, a little bit about your background and kind of mm-hmm. how you got to where you're at. And then um, I know there's a lot in there that we're going to kind of pick apart and and talk about today. So why don't we get started with, you know, where you started and how you got to where you're at? Yeah. So, I mean, um, from, from the very beginning, I could, I would say that, uh, I grew up with uh, kind of a disadvantaged life. Mm-hmm. Um, it was pretty, pretty, pretty hard to get through a childhood. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same token, uh, those opportunities that were some people call crisis, I experienced early. Whereas when you experience crisis early, it helps you form and develop, um, actions for, overcoming complex circumstances. So I would say um, growing up disadvantaged was better for me in the long run because most people that don't grow up with any complications early, they have crisis later. So what that's called is called being a second window of opportunity person or child. So for me, it was very, very nice uh, growing up with some crisis in the beginning um, because it kind of paved the way I, I just uh, I joined wrestling and I got into athletic sports and that kind of built discipline for me and then mm-hmm. from there I went to the Marine Corps I did about 10 years in the United States Marines got the wonderful opportunity of traveling the whole world and I got to meet very many different civilizations and people and cultures and I got to experience the world on a wider scale which really helped me um, kind of see where I fit in, in the world you know the world's huge but at the same time, it's so very small, right? We were mm-hmm. just not, we were kitty cornered from each other at IMTS. Mm-hmm. So um, once I got out of the Marine Corps, I started college and I started going to school for exercise science where I was looking at biomechanics and learning about kinesiology and how the body works, lever systems, and trying to understand um, how we lift correctly, how we ergonomic workplace considerations. And then over time, I was introduced to nutrition. Mm-hmm. And as, cause they, they can have you take one nutrition class where you're okay. going to school for exercise. Yep. So that nutrition class taught me quite a bit about, um, how to approach science in a whole new way, but also approach it with grace. So, yep. no, that's, that's good. And, and, and like you said, we, we have somewhat similar upbringings. Uh, you know, one of my dad's favorite things was always saying, you know, I do what I do so that you don't have to. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I feel like I carry that with me now being a new dad and stuff like that is mm-hmm. decisions I make I do so that, you know, one day, one day my kids won't have to. Um, so, yeah, so I think, you know, and, and, and I know I've mentioned it before, but as always, I uh, thank you for your service 
you know, um, no small feat there. And, and it's very, you know, respectable thing. And, and, and then you come back and, and you continue to help people. And I think mm -hmm. that definitely shows a lot of your character and, 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 and what you're willing to offer. And so, so you got your background and mm -hmm. now you're, now you're at Viper. So let's talk a little bit about Viper and what, and what, mm -hmm. and what kind of drove you to them and, and what you do for them now. Yeah, I think it, once again, starting back a little bit in the yeah. beginning, always gives people the idea of like how crazy it is last minute, how the world kind of just can come over and yeah. make something happen. And so, for example, um, you know, I just graduated college. I finished a degree in not only nutrition, also in exercise. Mm -hmm. And I'm living out of boxes in my apartment. Mm -hmm. And I'm getting ready to move back to my hometown, Milwaukee. And but in the back of my head, I'm like, oh, you're going to go back? Yeah, yeah. Like, you've, you know, you, you travel the whole world. You move to another city. You graduate college. And now it's like, now you're going to just go back, right? Mm -hmm. And so I was kind of worried in the back of my head about doing clinicals. And I'm continuing my master's. And it was like, man, do I really want to go back? And so, oh, like, Two days before I move, the CEO and founder of Viper sends me a, a message on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. And he says, hey, we've heard about a nutritionist in the area. Just We've heard your name a few times. We'd love to connect with you. Yep. And I was like, what's this? And he goes, do you think you could make an energy drink? And I was like, <laughs> "Okay." Like, I mean, yeah, sure, let's have a conversation, right? right. So I go pack my outfit out, out of a box, put it on, drive to a coffee shop, and I see Dana and Dylan. The founders mm -hmm. of Viper, the two brothers that started this. Mm -hmm. And so they asked me, you know, hey, do you think you can make an energy drink? And I was like, I don't, I don't know how, I don't know the process, I don't yeah. know anything about it. But, but no, I don't think I can. He goes, well, I was like, but what I can do is if you give me any energy drink, I can tell you what's in it. Mm -hmm. And they both started laughing at one of his brothers. His brother's very, very stern, looks at me, goes, then why can't you make one? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah right? right? Just, just challenged my thought process. It was like, yeah. I suppose I could. And so that's how it started with Viper. It was mm -hmm. like, hey, come on board. We are in a manufacturing environment where there's a lot of people that are struggling with health issues, uh, diabetes. Uh, and, and luckily, I mean, by chance, the, the owner, he's a type 1 diabetic. So mm -hmm. he was, that's, that's a genetic form of, of type of diabetes versus gaining the type 2 diabetes over the course of your life. So he has to do insulin shots in order to maintain yep. his blood glucose. So it was just ironic because that's how my journey started within yep. the whole manufacturing space. So I'll, I'll pause if you have any questions. Yeah, I mean, I guess, did you, what did you know about manufacturing before that? I mean, was, I'm assuming becoming a nutritionist and, and, and knowing your background, was it, was it even on your radar? I mean, where did you want to go? Not even so. I was looking to go more into like the empowerment, motivational speaking yep. side. I liked the mental health approach of being trained as a counselor and speaking with people mm -hmm. and helping them overcome, you know, what I would say barriers, you know, or yep. circumstances that they believe to be concrete when they're really not just something we created in mm -hmm. our mind. Um, so when they approached me, it was like, I remember one, one day Dylan was like, so yeah, we have, we have, we've got a team of fabricators here. And I was like, fabricate like what, what, yeah. what, is, what is fabrication yeah. <laughs> so they had to explain it to me <laughs> yeah what fabrication is so if that helps give you some some background there well well i guess and and i think that's you know something about you too is that you're you're you're, you're adaptable right you were able mm -hmm. to kind of see it and i think it's it's pretty proactive of of the owners to kind of even consider in a manufacturing company, 
let's bring a nutritionist in full time. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. and we don't want you just to work with our customers. We want you to first start on our employees. Mm -hmm. You know, and I, I think that's that's a very different and unheard of just management style, right? I, I mean, mm -hmm. I don't know many manufacturers and I guess I don't I didn't even think of it myself. So, you know, shame on me, I'm not pointing fingers, but mm -hmm. I don't know of any manufacturers that have a nutritionist on staff full time. Mm -hmm. You know, and then said, Hey, I only want I really want you to start and focus on my employees, you know, mm -hmm. and then and then and then we'll focus on the customers, but I want you to make this place a great place to work. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's I think that's really cool and something that I've never heard of. And I, when we had our initial conversation, that's what really piqued my interest as we're mm -hmm. as we're talking about you know manufacturing unscripted, right? That's that is something that I've not seen written in any script ever. And so it's 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 really cool. I, I think when I first started, you know, like. Viper Industrial is so heavily rooted in, in manufacturing. They, mm -hmm. They're making chairs. They're making – we can all think of a Harbor Freight stool. We can all think mm -hmm. of the little stools that people have – little two-inch casters they tipped over and fell on before. And these guys, they've just decided to revolutionize something and make something bigger and better. Mm -hmm. And to me, I, I was – at first didn't really even know what was out there until one day they made me build one. Mm -hmm. After I had built one, um, they had – after I was done building it, they – kicked over and wheeled one over that was small and I looked over at this little one little red top and I picked it up and I was like huh oh, I spiked see how your product's better and mm -hmm. then he looked at me and said that's our competition yeah and it was just like a an epiphany like wow like well, you guys really do have something special here mm -hmm. and so then it was like okay well then why an energy drink why why me you know and so for the first two months of me working in this company I had no idea how I fit into the place mm -hmm. and so during my first two months, it, it began with focusing on employees where I was like, hey, I've got, I mean, it's not uncommon to meet someone that wants to lose, lose some weight. You yeah. know, it's not uncommon for people with the current trajectory we have in America. You know, we're very sedentary. We're not very active. We've slowed down. Everything's about convenience. And so they had asked me like, hey, I guarantee there's some employees in here that could, would mm -hmm. be willing to listen. And so it all started with every day just going for a walk with one employee yep. and you started to get to know that person and starting to get what, how they think and starting to understand mm -hmm. the way they perceive the world. And then just what I call planting seeds, just saying something, for instance, like, like, um, you know, some people, their image is everything. You know, I, when I used to yeah. bodybuild and I was a very, very big muscular guy, I perceived the world very differently than I do now. And what I mean by that is, is when I was lifting, I get so fixated on like, for instance, my physique, that I'd forget about my mother, I'd forget about my sister, yep. I'd forget about my brother. And it just, I was so fixated on one avenue of my life that one person walked up to me one day and said, I'm just curious. Have you ever thought that maybe you aren't your physique? Mm -hmm. that, that maybe you're destined for more. Mm -hmm. Like how's your emotional health? How's your financial health? Yeah. How's your emotional health? How's your mother? Yeah. How's your personal relationships? And it just expanded my world. And then I started to see balance and being like, okay, well, in some avenues of my life, I could balance. And so when you get to go with walks and employees like that, yeah. you get the opportunity to learn more about mm -hmm. people individually. So Yeah, it's, it's funny. I uh, was listening um, to something, and they had uh, Martin Short on there. And he, very much similar to what, what you explained, is he, he grades, like he has – an overall grade for his life, but within that, there's like nine categories, and he grades each one. 
Mm-hmm. You know, so he might he might say, you know, I've been really focusing on my family this last three months. I've given myself an A. But my mm-hmm. fitness, I haven't done anything. It's an E or an F. You know, mm-hmm. and, and so like he'll he'll grade himself on all of it because but then he has an overall grade. He's like, okay, well, you do all nine, I'm like a C, so I'm not doing that great. You know, there's mm-hmm. he he recognizes that, you know, your fitness alone, your your fam like it all, you got to have good balance. You can't, mm-hmm. you know, if you put all your focus on one thing, you're going to, you know, you're sacrificing a bunch of other things. And mm-hmm. and your overall life, your overall happiness is not going to be great. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think I think for people to recognize that. And since I've listened to that, I've, I've really tried to do that for myself. And, and, and it definitely, I think, has some merit into it, you know, that, you know, you, you can... You can focus on your health all you want and do nothing but go to the gym seven days a week for four hours, and mm-hmm. you'll look great. There's no doubt about it. But you know, you know, <laughs> when do you socialize? Like, what else? Do you, like, you got nothing else. You know, you know, you got mm-hmm. you have your your family and stuff that your your friends. You know that there's that there's that we're, we're people, right? You need that human connection. If you don't totally. have that, you know, you're gonna miss out. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, to, to, to build off that, you know, I was reading a book not too long ago um, by one of the former Surgeon Generals. It's called Together. He yep. talked about a sense of social belonging, not mm-hmm. only a family belonging, but then also a sense of community. Mm-hmm. And I, that was just totally put on my radar about, let's say, 12 months ago. And it's just like, wow, where's my sense of community? Yep. Right. And so ever since working with Viper, uh, we just got back from Vegas and just being around just thousands of influencers and mm-hmm. doing interviews and talking to people. Uh, the sense of community, I think, is one of the most healing. Mm-hmm. I think I've started to notice outside of just focusing on friends and family. As soon yeah. as you have that third part added, a sense of community. Like that's what this podcast is. That's what yeah. you do, right? Yeah. It's a sense of community. Mm-hmm. And when you have that sense of community, it just I love how it just flourishes and it grows. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. No, it's it, it's very, you know, um, I have received, I think last week was my first like message on LinkedIn where someone said, Hey, I listened to the podcast. Um, you encouraged me to reach out to the local schools and start helping out with like mm-hmm. the, the, the STEM programs and things like that, you know, and it, it kind of floored me a little bit. Right. Cause I, you know, I, I guess being the host, you know, I, I joke that the other two thirds of my my group do most of the work here. Um, I just fortunate to have the background to be able to sit in front of the camera. Um, I just it goes out. The podcast goes out. I just assume some people listen to it, and then the next one. You know, um, and I meet great people, and I learn a lot, and I think I establish good connections that way. But um, hearing from someone that's not part of the wasn't on the show, not part of the group. You know, mm-hmm. kind of reach like f- make it a point to reach out to let me know. Was like, oh wow, maybe I am doing something for other people, and I think that was really cool feeling that I never anticipated, at least on this show, to do. Mm-hmm. You know, and so it doesn't take much. I mean, that's the that's the crazy thing, right? Just a little yeah. bit, and you can make a big difference. So ever since I was growing up, whenever moments like that would happen, where something would go mm-hmm. full circle. Yeah. My mother used to she used to pinch the back of my elbow and I'd go, yeah. Ow. And she'd be like, Chris, that's victory. Yeah. Like that that's true victory. Yeah. And so, you know, I used to think pinning somebody and getting them another minute mm-hmm. that that's a victory. But 
when she would show me like true victory or somebody that walk over yeah. and their helmet fell off and handed back their helmet. She'd be like, Chris, that those are victories. Like those are true victories. So I'm, I'm very blessed to have role yeah. models in my life that pointed out moments like that. And so that's true victory, Matt. That's yeah. so cool. Small tangent. Fastest, fastest pin, fastest recorded pin for you mm-hmm. in wrestling. What was it? I only ask because I want to say 23 seconds. Okay. I I only say that because in middle school, I, I was a little bit of a bigger kid. So I had to wrestle much the heavier weights. And, uh, I did, I, I did, uh, the the leg sweep and he just got the wind knocked out of him. And that was 13 (laughs) seconds, 13 second pin. And, uh, can't breathe. It's, yeah, yeah, it no, it's really what it was. He just, <gasps> but I, I luckily, I he fell back and I fell on him in three seconds, done. And the the crappy thing was is is we were there for three hours, so I spent I was there for three hours for a thirteen second match, and so, <laughs> <laughs> so Dude, that's crazy. Yeah, so, that's funny though. Yeah, um, oh but yeah, I only wrestled because that's what my dad loved doing growing up, and I tried it. I did it for one mm-hmm. year, and then I was like, yeah, dad, it's just not for me. But mm-hmm. but that was probably the funniest thing that I think happened was everyone was like, oh, my God, I'm like, I didn't do anything. There wasn't no technical skill. It wasn't even about energy. He just fell at the wrong spot and got the wind knocked out of him, and he was done. So, oh, my God. Yeah. But your father was in the stands just jumping yeah. like, ah! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fastest. Because they, yeah. you know, like at every wrestling meet, there's like a spot where it says like yeah. fastest pin. Yeah. And then there's always statistics they keep yeah. track of when you're yeah. at a wrestling So, all right. Well, let's, let's kind of transition into yeah, of what you're doing with Viper specifically. Okay. You mentioned kind of the walks. I guess why, you know, not even just ergonomics, but nutrition. Mm-hmm. Why is that mm-hmm. good? in the workplace, you know, why, 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 you know, you know, tell me what, what's the big benefits of it. I, I, I know, but I want you to kind of, yeah. with your background, tell me why. Yeah. I think nutrition, I mean, when you look at it holistically, you start to see that it, it ties into everything. It's not just, Hey, are you eating a cucumber versus eating a pop tart? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's really understanding that, that nutrition in itself and it, it's, it's so important and it's beyond just a calorie. It's beyond just 10% of your diet, vitamin D daily value. Mm-hmm. It's social. You know, when we go eat, when you think of a movie, what do you think of? Popcorn. Right, right. You go to, you think of Thanksgiving, what do you think of? Turkey. That's what I'm saying. So yeah. when you think of food, it's so rooted in our culture, mm-hmm. right? Birthdays, birthday cake. Like yeah. It's so rooted in our culture that, that if you take food away, you take away the essence of honestly yeah. us. Right. It's what brings us together, right? So when I like to talk to people about food or nutrition, I, I like to include that social aspect because mm-hmm. I think that social aspect is so much fun. And yeah. it also reminds people that they don't have to lock, what I lock themselves in what I call food jail. Yeah. You know, when they're measuring calories and they're kind of trying to. It is the worst. Keep, yes. Food jail sucks. It's not fun. And on top of yeah. it, you have the key. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I locked did. yourself in there. <laughs> I did. I did keto and very successful, but you it's it's almost an anti-social diet because i never want to be the guy that when you're at a restaurant be like "Ooh, do you have like a keto Mm -hmm. menu or like Mm -hmm. i'm trying to be low calorie because you know i just assume that their spit is low calorie if i'm the one complaining about the menu but but yeah i mean yeah i i totally get you like that's definitely Mm -hmm. you know a good diet is something that allows you to still be social for sure 
Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. So yeah, when it comes to nutrition, I mean, the the true wealth in this world is, is honestly your health. Because if you don't feel well, you can't perform well. And so a lot of people, the hardest part about eating well is making time for it, mm-hmm. right? And so one of the reasons, I mean, just to relate it back to Viper is, is they, when they approached me to make the energy drink, they said, Chris, you know, is there something that we can do to make this healthy for people? And so the more I learned about it, for instance, like if you drink, I mean, I know guys that drink two or three of those monsters, right? Yeah. That are that are the big can, the mm-hmm. big huge cap, right? And one of the things we talk about in the nutrition profession is something called liquid calories. Mm-hmm. So if I consume uh, one of those large monsters that has 400 to 600 calories per serving and I'm having two of them, right? Mm-hmm. Now I'm at 1200 calories and these gentlemen will approach you and be like, I don't understand. I don't even eat throughout the day. Yeah. And then they have one large meal at the end of the day. Yeah. And because they've had no actual sustenance, they yeah. binge eat their last meal and they're like, it doesn't make any sense. I don't know how I'm getting weight. Yeah. You know, and so that's where it was like, hey, can we put something on the market that's healthy? Can we put something yeah. in the market that has all nine essential amino acids, has yeah. the electrolytes that people need throughout their hydration? Uh, and then also talk about caffeine consumption and how that has an effect on mental mm-hmm. health. You know, so nutrition is it's everything. It's mm-hmm. everything and nothing. You know, and then on top of it, if you combine exercise, exercise, nutrition, and then a healthy life and work balance, well, now we're talking just a trifecta of, of living well, yeah. just in its entirety, right? So, and then you mentioned earlier the social connection, you know, yeah. so it's very difficult to balance all these things mm-hmm. and live a good, healthy life, right? Right. So that, that would be my input. Yep. And then I guess, so what are you recommending for, for nutrition in terms of the workplace? You know, um, mm-hmm. you know, are you you know, cause, so I fast, right? So I, I mm-hmm. try to do, you know, I try not to eat after 7 p.m. and then I don't eat until noon the next day, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, and, and people ask, like, how, I'm like, I'm not very strict on it. Obviously, if the company brings in breakfast and we're in a meeting, you know, I'll partake. But, you know, mm-hmm. when I can, I try to, you know, fast, right? I, I do it as much as possible, but not to a point where it becomes kind of, uh, of an annoyance for me, right? You know, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't want to be, like you said, I don't want to be in my own prison of, oh, I can't enjoy that bagel. Like mm-hmm. you know, one bagel is not going to make a, you know, it's, it's not one. And I always tell people to this, it's not one meal, right? It's, you know, it's a lifestyle change. It's mm-hmm. not, you know, a bowl of ice cream isn't the reason you're overweight. It's the lifestyle you're living. That's mm-hmm. the reason, you know, one bowl, a hundred times maybe, but not one bowl, <laughs> you know? And so for us yeah. Midwesterners, that's Culver's. Right. Yeah. God, I love Culver's. That's yeah. so funny. And so that's, and that's where I think a lot of people kind of misintrude some stuff is, is mm-hmm. it's not, it's a lifestyle change. And I'm sure that's what you're, you're telling everybody too, is mm-hmm. that it's, it, it's making good decisions, a habit and not, mm-hmm. not kind of a, a requirement. Yeah, I think I think when you add in the concept of, of telling people yeah. statistics, you know, if you right. give people numbers, numbers and statistics don't change people. If I were yeah. to tell people, for instance, out of all, I'd say cancer diagnosis, breast cancer diagnosis, all of these types of diseases, they could be mitigated if somebody walked for 30 mm-hmm. minutes a day for seven days a week. That's yeah. it. There's 30 minutes a day. Now, you can give people statistics all you want, but the true the truth is that statistics don't seem mm-hmm. to make people budge it's it's the human connection and personally the sense of belonging 
know, mm. and yes, a dietitian can gladly help you. They can coach you along through that way. But all we're trying to do is we're trying to improve your relationship with food and help you see that from just the general nutrition, like nutritionist myself, I, what I like to do is like to help people see their relationships with food. Yep. Like how do you respond to food? So for instance, here's a good one. I had somebody reach out a couple months ago and they mm. said, hey, you know, I, one, of the, one of the things I have is I like to eat M&Ms. I get these little 100 yeah. calorie pouches of M&Ms. And I was like, yep. okay, that, that sounds good. What, well, what do you do with that? She goes, well, I have one little 100 calorie packet when I'm watching a show at night. And then she goes, and then I just can't stop. And she <laughs> says, she says, Chris, I have 10 100 calorie packs. And she was like, okay, what, what, what time is it? She goes, oh, it's like 10 or 11 at night. So yeah. she's like, but I, I was like, okay, let's, let's talk about that. Do you feel good when you do that? And she goes, well, no, after, after the first couple, I, then I start to feel like I'm binging. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so she got really sad and I could feel the tension yep. in the room just change, right? The energy yep. come down and it became emotional. And I said to her, well, the next time you feel that, I want you to just give me a call and let's talk about what you feel. And so she gave me a call one day and she said, okay, so I had, I had seven, you know, seven bags that, that mm -hmm. night. And I was like, okay, at what point? Did you feel that something was no longer something you wanted to do? And she goes, oh, I, to be honest, you're on bag three. You know, I had the three little, yep. little bags. I felt satisfied. And I was like, and then what'd you do? She's like, I kept going. And I said, okay, well, let's think of that little pushback where at bag three, you said to me, I didn't really want to do it anymore, but I continued. To yep. me, that tells me that's the good, mm -hmm. right? The good that's telling you that's enough. And that sensitivity zone is at three. Right, but you ate seven. So let's let's try listening at three. And then I said, my goal is not to just completely fix you overnight. My goal is to help you realize that there's still light in you. Yep. And that at any moment, you just gotta listen to it. And at this point, you've just gotten really good at ignoring what's best for you. Right. And then there's boom, revelation. And it's like, okay, I can be more. And then I don't care if you felt it at bag six. I care that you felt it at all. Yep. Right. And helping under people understand that it's gradual. Yep. And then, uh, you know, you're down to one bag of m tonight and all of a sudden you're doing a 10 minute walk every day. Right. And then it's not to the next street sign. It's to the street sign after that tomorrow. It's not 3.5 miles, mm. 4.5 miles. It's yep. go to the next street light and come back. Mm -hmm. Right. It's just little the victories in the margins. Yeah. I like to say. And let's I guess let's kind of talk on that a little bit and elaborate because, you know, I think a lot of that would play into like the mental health of people when they come into work. You know, how do you how do you kind of correlate the, the mental health versus the physical impacts of, you know, good performance, bad performance with that kind of work life balance? Um, maybe I'm not really I'm not really understanding yeah. the question. For um, I guess. How do you um, having a good mental health in terms of just okay. like your 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 fitness, your exercise, mm -hmm. just like your just your life in general? You know, how do you kind of correlate that back to um, the workplace? You know, how do you, you know, um, what can we do in the workplace, I guess, to kind mm -hmm. of encourage, you know, um, better mental health and, mm -hmm. you know, and, and more positive um, experience? Yeah. Yeah. I think I think that's another thing about this company that I currently yeah. love working for is is we um, we all listen to some the same podcast yep. actually uh, and so we all listen to it every single morning and we come in and we'll discuss it mm -hmm. and it's not a mandatory thing it's just you can tell the ones that listen to it you can tell the ones that don't you can, yep. it's like light and day mm -hmm. and what i like to call it is called filling your cup yep. and so every morning i search for three reasons to be grateful now some days are easier some days are harder 
And sometimes when I think of things that I think I should be grateful for, they're like fluff. It's like, mm, that's not really a good one. But when I sit down, I really make things simple. You know, especially being with the overseas traveling, you know, going over to Cambodia, I went to Indonesia and watching a family fish for a day and watch the joy they have when they pull the fish out of the water because that meant they were going to eat today. Right. You know, like when you see moments for gratitude, it just completely changes your life. Mm -hmm. And when you come to work or you come to any aspect in your life where you've met challenge, if you come and approach it with grace and gratitude, you will overcome that circumstance every single time. So the three things that I think that I've come to live by are win the morning. Mm-hmm. Every morning I win the morning. I listen to something positive mm-hmm. and I find something to be grateful for. Three things to be grateful for. And those three things I can honestly say have revolutionized my life. And if you're looking for a speaker, oh, yeah. Les Brown. Les Brown, he's got the most contagious laugh. Have you ever heard Les Brown? He's one of the best speakers I've ever heard. Um, he's definitely planted some wonderful seeds in my life okay to change my life for the better that's great um mm-hmm. to kind of stay on that because i, I kind of mm-hmm. want to you know pick your brain for all this work-life balance stuff that we've talked about um yep. you've mentioned kind of rest versus sleep yes can you kind of elaborate a little bit more on that yes yes so i mean when we go to sleep i mean i'm as i've gotten older i'm I just yep. turned 33 as i've gotten older i don't sleep like i was 21 yeah, I kind of toss and turn now. And so we can get that eight hours of sleep, right? Mm-hmm. But not be well rested. Yeah. And so, for instance, there's a lot of studies that are coming out and showing us that there's major benefits of spending at least two sessions outside, whether it's yep. cold, whether it's warm, and getting out in nature is so helpful. It's restorative. It's part of our primal instinct as beings. I mean, as soon as we hit sunlight on our eyes. Mm-hmm. The enzymes in our body power our metabolism. Mm-hmm. And so and you can even say that over the course of years, our reasons to go outside are diminishing. Yep. We have food delivery. We have indoor eating. We have clothing. I'm wearing a sweater indoors. Yep. It's, it's, we're reducing our time outside. Yep. And there's just so an overwhelming amount of evidence that shows that when you get outdoors, mm-hmm. it's just so healing for you. Not only just the rain, the wind, the sounds, it's so good for you. And so when you make time for that, that is another form of rest. Now, exercise can be helpful because it can help promote a better sleep cycle. But I've now, as I've gotten older, start to see the importance of just getting outside. Yep. And it just gives you perspective. Another thing that I think is another big issue for, I would say, our generation is, I don't know if you've noticed the amount of people that are disconnected. Mm -hmm. They have their headphones in 24-7. When they're not, when they have a free moment of time and space, they have their phones in their hands, they're engaged, constantly releasing dopamine. Mm-hmm. And when you unplug from all of it and you get an opportunity to reduce that static, it's so good for your mental health because you process information instead of avoiding it. And you just keep setting it off to the side. It keeps mm-hmm. building, it keeps building, it keeps building. No, okay. No, I mean, it's, it's, it's good because, like, I, I agree with you. And, and I think definitely I'm two years younger than you. Um, definitely can see the difference in sleep of just, you know, a day where, you know, the weekends, right, where I'll be outside all day, you know, um, working in the yard or something. And then my sleep tends to be better on the weekends than it is during the week, you know. Um, but kind of build on that too is, is you, you've mentioned exercise. You mentioned that you started walking with um, some of the employees. I mean, what what do you recommend in that regard? You know, I mean, is a is a – walking for a half hour during lunch every day, you know, always good or 
do you, you know, even even for someone like the white collar workers who are at a desk, mm-hmm. is there is there some exercises or stretches that you tend to recommend? Just hey, take a five minute break, do these things. I bet you'll feel a hundred times better. I think I think that there's a number of things that people yeah. can do. I mean, especially sitting at a desk, for instance, yeah. I'm sitting at a ninety degree angle with my legs and my hips. Yeah, those are fixed tight positions. So we have yeah. three muscles mm-hmm. that are chronically tight. You know, so if you are working at a desk, you can work on your hamstrings. Yeah, you can work on your hip flexors, and you can work on your lats. Yeah. those three muscles are the three most chronically tight muscles. And so when you look at poses like yoga, where you're doing child's pose, and mm-hmm. you're doing downward facing dog, a lot of those movements in yoga are meant to help you lengthen all of those areas simultaneously. Mm-hmm. And so I would suggest yoga, in my opinion, but there are stretches you can easily find for the hamstrings, the lats, for the hip flexors that you could do at your desk. Mm-hmm. But what I would suggest is there's a lot of research showing that movement about every 20 to 30 minutes Okay. Increases blood flow, increases productivity. And so if you're stuck stationary at a desk, it's okay to get up and go get some water. It's okay to just mm-hmm. do some general movement. Um, and I know, I mean, it, it's important to get that general movement because, I mean, if you do not, that static blood flow, you're not really moving. Blood mm-hmm. pressure goes up. It's just important to keep that motion. And I, we mentioned earlier that if you do a walk for about 30 yeah. minutes every single day, you reduce your risk for cancer. Um, we've yeah. seen it breast cancer. We've seen it in all sorts of disease it's just a simple walk, 30 minutes a day. And it doesn't, it's not necessarily that it has to be without a doubt start to start yeah. to end 30 minutes, but it's just that movement yeah. um, that I, is very important for people. Yeah. I mean, I think sometimes we have people, you know, our, our shop floor, they'll just do laps in there, right? And just, you know, walk circles in there because it's raining or it's cold out or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I think, you know, and for me, you know, there's times where I'll, uh, you know, Instead of making a phone call, I was like, I'll just go walk over there and stretch my legs. You know, and I think just, again, small, small victories like that, right, you know, tend to add up. You know, and that's mm-hmm. that, that old saying, it's the little things, right, that, that make the biggest impact. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, what about, let's see, we talked about that, um, breathing significance, that was another one I had on my list that I kind of want to talk to you about and, and what you're yeah. and, and elaborate a little bit more on that and, and what that what that is. Yeah, there's there's a couple of gentlemen that I was introduced to when I was in the military that talked about how to stay calm during certain situations. Yeah. And so when we first started the military, they, they talked to us about the significance of breathing when it came to shooting correctly. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, rest, pause, when to actually squeeze the trigger. And so that was when I first was kind of shown how yeah. breathing is important. Uh, and then it eventually it expanded into um, being calm under pressure. And mm-hmm. so I got turned on to a gentleman named Wim Hof that does box breathing and he does hyperventilating and he teaches you how to oxygenate your body. And so yeah. if you're ever curious, W-I-M-H-O-F-F, Wim Hof, okay. he does some super cool breathing techniques that can help you with mitigate anxiety. You know, if you're you're anxious and you're having difficulty overcoming, I've met people that have panic attacks that when mm-hmm. they have these situations, they breathe through it. Um, I know Joe Rogan himself, he likes to do Wim Hof breathing because post-exercise, you yep. just it ramped up your central nervous system and how do you get it back down? Yep. And so some of those breathing techniques, I mean, I'm sure a few people have heard of what's called box breathing. Mm-hmm. You, know, you breathe in for four, 
you hold for a brief couple of seconds and you breathe out for seven, mm-hmm. you know? And so those types of breathing techniques are very good because they can dilate the blood vessels and they can lower blood pressure when you're feeling anxious and nervous. And for some benefit, like I'm sure you and I, we probably work in some very, very stressful environments. Mm-hmm. And so those breathing techniques are very important because when we sit for stationary long periods of time, our musculature, our internal, external intercostals, those muscles will get just tight. Mm-hmm. And you'll notice that people shallow breathe. And yeah. so breathing has played such an important role in holistic health and helping you just maintain a clear mindset. So, okay. well, all right. No, that's, that's good to know. I mean, it's not, I, you, you know, we, we talked about it briefly and, and, mm-hmm. you know, it's definitely something I noted and, and I, I think I've seen it, right. I think, mm-hmm. you know, I, I go to the gym, I've, you know, I used to go to the gym. Now I have my gym at home, but I, I used to see it, right. I used to see people do mm-hmm. stuff like that. And, Never really put much thought into it. Um, mm-hmm. So, all of this, Chris, you know, you you mm-hmm. you come into Viper, you 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 bring in kind of that fresh look. You 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 work with all all of the employees. You know, are how quickly were was it before you started seeing an impact? It was, I would say it was probably within the the first week. Was the The buy-in very good from everyone right away? Or do you think that once you kind of got one person, you started seeing the benefits of it, everyone started Exactly. Exactly. It started off like a trickle where one came in and asked a question and then two came in and was like, hey, you know, and it all started with um, that kind of that that referral effect Mm -hmm. where it's like one person got the right advice and was like, okay, this is where I'm at. How did he help you with that? And so- I know there's sometimes intimidation to go to a dietitian. Let's say you're yeah. type two diabetic and you're kind of nervous and you're like, ah, oh, what are they going to tell me that I don't already know I'm overweight? You know, but the way they approach things, the mm-hmm. way we talk to people is we allow you, we find out what's just like a root, you know, when you go to reach out a weed, right? And you rip it out, the root stays in the ground and then it just regrows. And so our goal is to help you find whatever those root causes are. So that way we can dig it out and pull it out together. And that process is emotional. Mm-hmm. You know, and so when you meet people, um, sometimes it's just you just got to be gentle. Yeah, and, and be patient. And, you know, and I don't want to downplay what Viper's doing with their customers because you told me a story when we first met um, mm-hmm. about an older gentleman who just couldn't work on his car anymore. Yes, and 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 Viper was not only you know they're not only looking inward, right? They're looking outward mm-hmm. and what they can do to change, you know, mm-hmm. a customer's life. I don't know if you want to tell that story real quick. Of course, for of course. Listening. So I've only been with the company for about almost eight months, seven, eight months now. And so when I first started, like I said, I was so fixated on the energy drink. Um, And then they asked me to take over their their management of sales. And so now I'm their sales manager. And so before that, though, when we were first going through the process, we were anyone that wanted a website, filled Mm -hmm. out their their information and asked for a phone call. You know, they would leave little descriptions of like what their Mm -hmm. current situation was or what question they had. and, And so you call these people. And so you call these people and I happen to call a wife and this wife was like, Hey, my son and I were having difficulty, you know, trying to get my husband to just get a service Mm -hmm. to have this someone come and clean the car and we could take it to a detailer. And it was just an unusual fight between a wife and a husband. And so he was aging. He was about 68 Mm -hmm. years old. And so he was having difficulty kneeling and having difficulty getting lower. And so, um, at the time I never thought that it's like, okay, well we, yes, we do have yeah. chairs that can adjust in height, but they decided to, to make that purchase in our chairs. If yep. you look they're they're pretty, pretty expensive, you know? So they made the investment 
and I got a personal phone call from that, that, yeah. from that man that had said, you don't know what you've given me. And so yeah. when it went full circle, he was emotional and he was explaining yeah. to me that his, our chair, our product yeah. has given him back something that's most, the most valuable thing on the planet, right? Yeah. It's time. Yeah. And so he was sent us a picture of him cleaning his car and detailing it. Yeah. But he sent that back to us. And that yeah. was just the full circle moment yeah. of victory. Yeah. And, and, I, and I think that's really a testament to, to, to what you guys are doing there. Because, you know, not only did they have the foresight to bring you in, right, mm -hmm. and to kind of create a culture of, you know, we want our employees to just be healthier and, and better in general. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they're also developing equipment that's giving, you know, the, the small things back to to the end user, right? The customer, you know, and, mm -hmm. and, you know, who would have thought, you know, that it wasn't necessarily the issue of, he couldn't find someone to clean his car. It was, he couldn't find someone that could clean it like he could. Right. Yes. And that was the, that was the root issue was it was him. He wanted to do it. That was his thing. And, mm -hmm. and you guys were able to give that back to him. And I think that's, mm -hmm. that's truly great. Um, well, Chris, uh, you know, I, I want to open it up to you if, the, is, if there's anything that, you know, we haven't discussed. I think, I think, you know, we've kind of talked about a lot about just, you know, health and employee health and kind of the benefits of it, just some people mm -hmm. and, 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 and just the workplace in, in general. Um, mm -hmm. But is there anything that maybe you want to touch on that we haven't discussed or bring up? Um, the only thing I'd like to do is just yeah. briefly touch over what, these gentlemen have done here yeah and yeah, so for sure just just the, the story of viper i, I yeah. should have went through that at the beginning no no, no uh, i so, get it so ironically the father of uh, chris rush he he started the company um he didn't necessarily start the company but he was sitting on these chairs and so at one point in his career mm -hmm. one of the little casters fell and he tipped over and he had fallen and he had gotten hurt mm -hmm. and so out of spare parts in the garage he built the first viper chair and the son uh dane graduates with a degree in e-commerce he comes to his dad. He says, Dad, that chair, that's crazy. Mm -hmm. A whole year goes by. Then he comes back. He says, Dad, that still didn't break. And his dad makes a joke saying, I could build a better one. Yep. So Dane's like, well, to build a better one, let's put this on Facebook Marketplace. Yep. Right? And it sells. Mm -hmm. And then one turned into two, two turned into ten. And eventually, Dane got his brother Dylan to leave the company he was working for. Mm -hmm. Security, a paycheck every two weeks. Yep. To join him. And they started producing chairs. They started implementing better models and creating better, uh, like I said, ergonomics for the chairs, adding yeah. in backrest, adding in height functionality, a footrail for mobility. And then eventually it just, it, it's just nuts to see how far it's come in 18 months. Mm -hmm. Like they just, they just sent me a video of them in a warehouse that looked like a closet compared yeah. to what we have now. Right. And that I was all in 18 months. Yeah. And then just to be here yeah. in this moment, it's, it's pretty cool, man. Yeah. To watch what they built. Yeah. What about, I mean, cause you know, it sounds like you're on kind of the show, the show market now, you know, you're kind of mm -hmm. traveling a lot, you know, mm -hmm. what about that from just like, from, from where you started to, you know, traveling around, mm -hmm. you know, um, not just selling Viper, but just selling the lifestyle yeah. as well. You know, it's gotta be pretty fulfilling for you as well. I'm assuming. Right. I mean, so just, just at Vegas, yeah. um, we were just there and this gentleman walks up to me and he comes, goes to shake my hand, extends his hand, and and I get an elbow on the ribs. I'm like, yeah. do you know who that is? And I'm like, who is that? He's like, that's Chip Foose. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I don't, who's Chip Foose? And they're like, you don't know who Chip Foose is? And so yeah. I'm shaking this guy's hand as someone's yeah. whispering in my ear. And they're like, he's a big guy. He yeah. 
so deal. much in this industry. Yeah. yeah. You know, and then right behind him walks up this tight, just titan of a man. Yeah. It's Bill, it's Bill Goldberg from WWE wrestling. And he extends his hand. He's <laughs> yeah. like, hi, this is who I am. Yeah. He's like, wow. Right. So yeah. it's, it's been going from like IMTS and then going to, I mean, when you go to IMTS, like mm. we're opening up the whole world coming to a, yeah. a venue, right? Whereas when you go to SEMA, it's a car show. So yeah. it's just attracting a specific group. But mm. each trade show that we've gone to this year has allowed us the opportunity to meet some of the sh- what I call shakers and movers in the yeah. industry. Yeah. Right. Right. So when I was right, right, right as I graduated college, one, one of our professors walked over to us and said, if you guys are stuck in your life, mm-hmm. he said, whatever your field is, find the shakers and the movers of your industry yeah. and learn and listen to their, what their conversations sound like. Mm-hmm. And then I just ironically, as I was graduating two weeks before I moved home, I ran into Dan and Dylan. Yeah. Shakers and movers of the industry. Yeah. And then now that's kept me in a position where I continue to meet shakers and movers of the industry. And lo and behold, there's a lot of people that need help with nutrition, exercise, better workplace ergonomics. Well, well, great. I don't, I don't know of a better spot to end it on that. I think that was, (laughs) I think that was great. Uh, you know, I, I, you, you you love what you do and it's very apparent and and kudos to you you do it very well uh i think you know while you're at those shows the the fir- the last thing people will say to you is what do you do and i think that just opens up the world and mm-hmm. and for you and i think i think you're doing a great job uh thank and you. so thank you so much for being on the show uh you know i if i'm ever up in that area i'll definitely give you a ring if you're ever in my area Ann Arbor, Detroit area. Mm-hmm. Um, please feel free to stop by. You know, we'd love to connect again. Um, but thank you, uh, and and thank you to all the listeners. Mm-hmm. Until next time. It's been a pleasure. This podcast was brought to you by Promise Incorporated. Hosted by Matthew Rawl, produced by myself, Lauren Rawl, mixed and edited by Ben Parsons. Please make sure to subscribe and rate this podcast. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us at podcast at promisinc.com. Mm-hmm.